Awesome. Thank you, Brooke. We're so blessed to have such talented teens that are blessed with so many gifts. I love when they're not shy to share them, so that's good. So this morning, we're going a little old school, going a little Old Testament this morning. So I'm going to be reading from a story that a lot of you are probably familiar with, but uh, if uh, you've been in God's word long enough, you know that sometimes it doesn't stay the way that it once was and sometimes it changes, right? Because his word is living and active. So we're going to be in Exodus this morning. And so this morning, if you all would stand as we read God's word in honor of God's word. Actually, I'll do it this way so I don't lose you guys. I've got it on the screen. Um, If you've got your Bibles, that's great. I do have mine, but to help people that don't, I'm going to use the old clicker. So we're going to be in Exodus 14, 10 through 15. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us in the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on, to move on. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you so much for the truth in your word, God. And I pray that through this amazing miracle that took place so long ago, that God, you would speak into our lives about what that looks like and what that means today. And Lord God, that your spirit would take this truth and this word and you would penetrate our hearts in such a way, God, that we would know that we left here meeting with you. God, I pray that you would reign this morning, that you would be in control and that you would move and that deliverance would take place, that faith would be filled and that we would move on like the people you've called us to be. Lord, we love you. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys can be seated. So that takes me to the sermon title today is the faith to move on. The faith to move on. So you see a little bit of a foundation with this. This is after the Israelites had already been delivered up out of Egypt. And so they were kind of in this difficult place. They were in this situation where they knew that Pharaoh was coming after them with everything that he had. And so I love this truth where, where, where God is, is speaking to them about moving on. And so have you ever been enslaved to something that you needed delivered from? Yeah, right. We all have, right? Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we've all been enslaved to something in our lives that we needed to be delivered from. We needed deliverance from. Have you ever noticed sometimes it takes longer to be delivered from something than you think that it should? Sometimes that's not the case, right? Sometimes it's kind of more of that, um, that band-aid thing where you just rip it off and you're done. And that's great. 
But sometimes it doesn't work out that way. I don't know if I'm, I'm the only one, but I feel like sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Like sometimes we have this desire and this determination to be delivered from whatever is enslaving us. And we want to, we have the want to, but it doesn't happen as quick as we think it should, right? I think about it like, and this is great because both sets of my grandparents are here and they may not know this, but love you guys. But I actually used to smoke, BC, so we're good. No. So I did, I used to smoke um, and I smoked for about five years, um, a pack a day. Now, some of you that hopefully you don't smoke anymore, but maybe have, and you're like five years, that's nothing. But listen, five years for me, I, I actually, I know, I know, well, you guys probably know it by looking at me, but I used to be very athletic. See, I really still look that way, but I actually used to be very athletic. So, um, so the smoking for me really kind of took me back. I feel like it's, it took years off my life just in a short period of time. Um, cause I got to the point where I couldn't go up and down stairs like I once could, like I couldn't walk a very far distance without huffing and puffing. And so I had this desire to be delivered from smoking, but I still hung around the same people that I was hanging around. I still, I didn't really change any of my circumstances. Um, but I had a desire. I really wanted to be delivered from it, but it took a lot longer for me to be delivered than I would have wanted it to be. And so this is really cool. Check this out. So in Exodus, so this, at that point, um, so before that happened in Exodus chapter 13, I'm going to read from 17 and 18. So this is right when Pharaoh let the people go. So keep that in, in mind about, about being delivered in a timely manner. So this was before that had happened. So This is right after Pharaoh let the people go. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though it was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. So wait a minute. They could have went a shorter distance. And I wonder why God shows us this. I'm like, well, if they could have went that shorter distance, just like if I could have been delivered quicker, wouldn't that be a good thing? So why wouldn't God deliver me earlier? Well, when I think about it, as we look back in chapter 17, or I'm sorry, verse 17, he says, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So what, they weren't ready? Like, okay, so what does that mean they weren't ready? Well, as I prayed about this and I read it over and over because it kept coming back to it, kept coming back to it, kept coming back to it. The Lord was like, they didn't have enough faith. They didn't have enough faith. So they could have been delivered quicker, but due to their level of faith, it took longer for them to be delivered. So listen to this truth. If you take notes, write this down. The level of your faith will determine the speed of your deliverance. I've never thought about it like that. If the level of your faith was at a level that you trusted God with everything that you had in your being, I believe sometimes deliverance would come a little bit faster. That's what we see here with the Israelites. They could have been delivered a lot quicker. It could have been a shorter distance for them. But due to their lack of faith, really, that's what I see in this. They had to go the longer distance. And God, had, God knew that he was going to perform that miracle. 
So we can't take that away from it either. You can have all the determination you want to be delivered, but if you have no faith in the Lord, then you'll have no true deliverance. You've got to have faith in the Lord. You can't just, you can be determined all you want. It's kind of like a car. You maybe want that car to go so bad, but if you don't have fuel in it, it's going nowhere, right? Where's it going? Nowhere. And that's kind of like faith, right? Faith is kind of like our fuel that we need to travel into deliverance. We've got to be a people that are full of faith. That's got to be where we lead with. That's got to be, that's got to be who we are is a people full of faith. And you see in Exodus 14, 12 through 15, and I read this earlier, but I'm going back to this. The Israelites say, didn't we say in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians. It's crazy to me. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on, move on. I feel like that's what the Lord wants us to do this morning is to move on. He wants you to be delivered. You got to have the faith to move on. I think one of our biggest difficulties we bring on ourselves is after, after we've been delivered from something, we have a hard time moving on. And I think that's kind of where the Israelites were in this. You see, they were enslaved for sin, in sin for so long. They were, they were enslaved for so long um, in Egypt that I think that maybe that just kind of became who they are. And they started believing that that's who they are. And so I think when, when things changed and they got delivered from it and they got moved out of that slavery, they got moved out of that bondage for so many years that they really didn't know anything else. And so when they stepped out and the Lord delivered them and adversity came, they were like, oh, you ever done that before? You're like, well, I just shouldn't have, I, I just, I should just be back there. I should just be back. I don't even know why you did that for me, God. I don't even know why I should just be back there. This is just a bad idea. It's like we lose all faith and we're more focused on the slavery than we are the deliverance. And when you've been enslaved for so long, you do have this acceptance. There's this kind of this little bit of acceptance of, of, of that's who you are. Right, And we know that we have a true enemy. We know that we have an enemy that talks to us and, and chirps in our ear and, and wants us to believe that, that you're no good. And, and that's who you are. That's really who you are. You can't do this. You can't step up here and talk in front of these people. You're not good enough for that. You're not smart enough for that. And sometimes it kind of wears on us. But I'm here to tell you this morning to move on, move on. God wants to deliver you. Maybe God has delivered you. Stop dwelling on the past and move on. God wants you to move on. Maybe you're here and God has delivered you from something, but you keep going back to it and you keep dwelling on it in the past. And I thought this was so neat. I read in Isaiah in 43, chapter 43, 15 through 21, which is much after um, the Exodus. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator, your King. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, he's talking about that past deliverance, right? He who made a way through the sea, 
a path through the mighty waters who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing, new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. So he's talking about what he did before, but he's wanting us to move on. So I feel like it's good to remember, but it's not good to dwell. I feel like when you spend that time dwelling in your past and thinking about it, you start to feel those same feelings and emotions that you you once had and you start remembering who you were before and and it's kind of a way that the enemy can come in and, and remind you of that. So we need to be focused on what God did and not the actual slavery and bondage we were in. So don't dwell on it. We don't want to dwell on it. We want to remember it, but we don't want to dwell on it. And God's saying, remember, remember back then when, when I delivered you? Do you remember that, Israelites? You remember when I delivered you? You remember that, people of Marshfield Church of the Nazarene? You remember when I delivered you back then? Quit dwelling on who you were back then and move on. He says, I'm doing a new thing because now you're a new creation, right? You're new in Christ. You're not the old. You're not the former. You are new. That's why he wants to say, I'm doing a new thing in this new creation. We're not going to do that old stuff anymore. We're going to move on. And I love this truth that Paul brings in Philippians as well. Brothers and sisters, this is Philippians 3, 13, 14. I do not consider myself to have yet taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. Press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Forget what you once were and move on towards Christ. And so this brings us to another truth. Another one to write down. The only way to move on is to stop dwelling in the past. Right? You can't fully move on if you continue to dwell in the past. I don't know if you'll be truly delivered. It's good to remember where God delivered you from, but don't dwell there. And this is another... So, (laughs) BC... um, I decided I was going to get some tattoos and uh, really didn't have any thought in it at all. Um, Didn't actually think about how it would affect some people in my life, namely grandparents that are here once again. That's why I'm so thankful you're here. This is perfect. Um, And so I wasn't thinking about that. And so in that time when I got the tattoo, I don't even know if I thought it was cool. I really don't know what I was thinking because I'm not going to dwell there. I'm not going to remember that. But I remember really soon after I got it, I was already feeling ashamed, like ashamed of it. Cause I was like, well, I wonder what my grandparents are going to say. I wonder, I wonder how they're going to act because I got this tattoo. I knew they would love me no matter what, irregardless, but I kind of had this time where I was ashamed about it. 
And so I actually hid it from them for a while. And I don't know if they knew that or not, but it would be in like the heat of summer, like 110 degrees out. And I'm showing up in a shirt like this, you know, just down enough to be able to hide this thing. Um, I continued to do that for actually quite a while. You guys might not have known, but they probably didn't know because they're much older and wiser than me. Um, not too old, right? Okay. So anyway, um, so at that time, um, I was defined by marking up my body in this way, in the way that I did it, not just the tattoo, but the way that I did it and the kind of person that I was then and, and the kind of um, just anger and hateful depression I was just living, trying to live in the world, which just brings you down. Um, I was ashamed of it. And so the deliverance that took place in that now fast forwarding, you know, getting saved and then going through a rededication and then, and then a sanctification process beginning and then a calling coming on my life. There would still be times when I would look at it and I would think, especially when the boys would ask me about it. Ooh, those are those moments where you're like, Lord, just speak for me. Cause I don't know what to say to my kids about why I have a tattoo. Um, but I realized through that whole process, now looking back at it, I had been delivered from being ashamed of it to now being thankful. Just feel like I needed a brief pause. So you'd be like, why? Why'd you be thankful? Because I was delivered from being ashamed to now when I look at it, I remember how far God has brought me from. From the person that I once was that I am no longer because I am a new creation he has made me anew. I'm no longer what this defined me as before. And so now I can look at it and say, I've shifted my focus completely is what it is. I've shifted my focus more on the deliverance than the slavery. And I think sometimes things are so perspective driven, right? Because when I read in God's word and I'm like, oh, well, God goes before us. So, so he knew this was going to happen and, and he knew I would have to go through this. And, and I, I don't understand that. I, I, I can't hardly comprehend that. And so I'm like, but I know that I need to trust him. And I'm like, if he's already been here and he's already been in this situation, then I know that it's my perspective that needs to change. And so as I change my perspective about that, and I focus more on the deliverance than the slavery. I'm like, yeah, God has brought me a long ways. And it kind of re-energizes me. It gets me excited, right? When you think about that, when you think about where God has brought you from and the deliverance that he's brought in your life. And so that brings me to another point. Remembrance of deliverance re-energizes your faith, right? It fills you up. It reminds you, and I felt this so necessary in this because I don't want you to say, well, we need to just forget about what God delivered us from. No, 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 no. Remember it, but don't dwell on who you were. Move on, right? And if we will change our perspective to a place of deliverance, instead of focusing on the slavery, it will re-energize your faith to a point that you can be used more by God. And if we would be a people that would believe that, and we would lead full of faith everywhere we go, everywhere, everyone we talk to, everyone we speak to in our workplaces, in church, in school, whatever it is, wherever you're at. If we would lead with that, with being full of faith, guys, I think we would see miracles that we wouldn't even be able to explain. That God would move in such a way through our lives that we would see mountains move that we would see seas part, that we would see deliverance take place.
And I believe we can be that people. We can do that because God created us to be able to do that. But we got to be full of faith. (coughs) And if we use our past deliverance as fuel to increase that faith, then when we face future adversity, we will have the faith in God that we need to move right on through it and not have to be led around it, but lead right on through it. And so I got to ask you this morning, are you a people that's full of faith? You know, it's easy to say, well, I believe that this is who God is. I believe that he can deliver me. I believe that this situation can change. I believe that this circumstance doesn't have to define me any longer. But are those just words to you? They've been just words to me before. But do you have the faith to stick it out? Do you have the faith to show that in your life? Not just a belief. That's where it starts. We have to believe in order to have the faith. God wants you to be full of faith. God doesn't want it to be a last ditch effort. God wants it to be what you start with, what you end with, and everything in between. That you're full of faith in such a way that that he can use you to do mighty things. And that's what he wants to do. We got to be willing, willing to move on. So maybe this morning you need deliverance from something that has enslaved you for long, far too long, far too long. And maybe you're desperately needing a way out. And the truth of it is, is something that I've learned is that God always provides a way out, right? He always provides a way out. It's always there, but we can't really see it. And I think about the Israelites as they were hemmed in right by the sea. You know, they couldn't see it, right? They were ready to go back to Egypt. They're ready to go back to what God already delivered them from. They couldn't see the way. But Moses did, right? Moses trusted. Moses was full of faith. The Lord's like, hold up your hand, hold up your staff. Okay. And he split the waters and there was the way out. God always provides a way out. But do you have the faith to be able to see it? Do you have the faith to be able to trust him? Or maybe you need, maybe you've been delivered from something. And maybe you continue to dwell on it and you continue to, you come down to the altar and and you lay it down and and you give it to the Lord and and you say, Jesus, I can't can't take this anymore. I'm gonna give it to you. And amazing things happen. And then later on down the road, you're reminded of who you once were and you, you start dwelling on that again. And you come back into the altar and you pick it back up. And the Lord says, I want you to remember what you did here, but would you leave it here? Would you please leave it here? Because that's not who you are any longer. You are a completely new creation. As I take these things, as I show you these things that I'm asking you to give to me, I want to do something new in you. I want to do something life-changing in you. I want transformation to take place. But don't come back and pick it back up. It's time to move on. 
And maybe you just need to move on this morning. Move on from your past. Move on from your current situation. Move on from your current circumstance or what somebody said about you or did to you. Now's your time to move on because God wants to do that new thing in your life. He wants to, he really does. But you have to have the faith to step out and step up and move on. Or maybe a lot of us just need our faith to increase. I know I need that. To the point that we're so full of faith. And like I said, it's not some last ditch effort that we call out to the Lord. And I think about Peter stepping out of the boat and when he sank, you know, he he called out to the Lord then. But I just think if we led with that kind of faith, I wonder how far Peter would have walked on the water, right? If that's what would, he, he started with that and, and, and maybe his faith wasn't at a level that he could trust. And I realized that the storms around him drew him down into the water and consumed him and took his eyes off Jesus. So if you have storms in your life, if you have difficulty in your life, you're probably on the right track because that's what the Lord says we're going to deal with. It's not if those kind of difficulties or storms come, it's when, and it's how we react to it. And if we'll be a people that are full of faith and willing to move on through it, he'll take us through there. We'll get through this. You're going to be okay. And so this morning, listen, as we do this response time, I'm not going to have Lance come. I've been, I've been back and forth on this and we're going to just, there's just going to be a response music that's going to play. And I just want you to respond how the Lord is calling you to respond. If you need a faith increase today, if you need to move on, if you need delivered from something, listen, don't waste this time. Don't waste this time. The Lord has called you here for a purpose and for a reason. How about this be that day? This be that day when you said, you know what? Everything changed on that Sunday morning. My entire life changed. I was finally delivered. I finally moved on. I finally had the faith to step out on what God's calling me to step out on. What if everything changed based on your response today? What if this was that day? Are you ready for it? Are you ready to take hold of it? Are you ready to be who God has called you to be, created you to be, wired you to be? You're that way for a reason. He has a purpose for your life. Are you willing to step into that purpose and step out of the darkness that you were once in? God's looking for a people that are willing, that are willing to say yes, willing to be obedient, willing to step out and step out on faith and to be a people that he's called us to be. Are you willing to do that this morning? Because he's faithful and he'll do it. You just have to say yes. Why not see what happens, right? Especially if you're like me when I've tried everything else that I can do and it doesn't work and it will never work. Why not see if God can do it? Why not? Why not try it and see if things won't happen? See if he doesn't move. 
as we go into this response time, just step up and step out. God wants to do big things, things that we can't even imagine. I think that we can't even take hold of it. But we got to be full of faith and we got to be willing to step out and move on. I believe deliverance can happen this morning. I believe in the one that parted the Red Sea that he can make a way through your situation you're in right now. I believe it. I believe it. Do you believe it? So as we go into this response time, it's just about you and God. It's about you and him. He knows what you need. So come as we respond.